0: to continue to allow the Lord to move and work as He is doing. We're not going to interrupt that this morning, but I do have a message that I believe the Lord laid on my heart specifically for this morning. And uh, as I start, I do want to just thank um, Brother Steve and Brother Wade for a little bit of expertise in in a field of life that they lived uh, for quite a while, all right? All right. And so it really helped me understand some things and relate some things. And so I appreciate uh, them this morning. And how many knows that veterans are valuable? Amen. Come on. We, we love our, our servicemen and women. And if you're not praying for them on a regular basis, you should be. All right? And again, not just praying for those in active duty, praying for those who are retired. Uh, because again, I think the, the average statistic is something like 22 veterans a day contemplating suicide but how many knows they are valuable amen and so if you have a chance to speak life uh, speak hope speak encouragement into a veteran uh, or into a service member uh, please take advantage of that opportunity and do so today Amen. have you ever been in attendance and yet at the very same time inactive or disengaged in that moment anybody ever been there Maybe it was while you were sitting in class. That was the most familiar for me. I attended many times. I got perfect attendance, but I was never on the honor roll. All right? You see, maybe it was in a meeting at work. All right? Maybe they were doing a slideshow, a presentation, and you just began to zone out. All right? Maybe it was a conversation with your spouse or a loved one. Maybe it was lunch with a friend. Or maybe it was a church service just like this one This morning, I think at some point we have all been guilty of being present and not participating in the moment at hand. Amen. You see, we could, of course, attempt to give attention uh, and excuses for why uh, that happens. That could be the direction of our focus this morning, but that's not really what I believe the Lord desires us to focus on. This morning, And I really believe that the way he has moved has, has verified and set us up for, for the importance of what he does want us to focus on this morning. This week as I studied and as I began to read, the Lord really just continually brought me back to one particular scripture. And more specifically, just uh, three simple words of one particular scripture. So this morning, I would like for us to go together and begin in First Thessalonians chapter 5. And verse 14, First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14, it says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. We urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Now, while there is a lot that could be uh, explored and unpacked in this solitary scripture this morning, I really just felt the Holy Spirit draw me into the words, admonish the idol. And not, not idle as idol as an I D O L, as in a false God, but I D L E, all right? Idol, admonish the idol. Here we are urged to warn, to counsel, to exhort. And actually, when you look this up, it specifically uses the phrase, Reprove gently. How many you know sometimes we like to warn, exhort, and reprove, but we don't like to do it gently? But here, that word specifically had a little extra note to it. It says, Reprove gently. And we're supposed to do that through a process of instruction for those who are idle. We generally relate or define the word of God uh, or at the word idle, all right, as being lazy. How many of you were just to hear the word idle, you would immediately think, lazy. That's what we do within the American culture with that word, all right? But this morning, we need to understand that biblically, it has a much deeper and I think a more significant meaning than just somebody who is lazy. So does that mean that God is giving us permission then uh, through this scripture to verbally kind of throw down with those who we deem are lazy and maybe living below uh, their a perceived or a particular standard of Christian living well, not exactly. How many know sometimes we do live below the blessings that God has given us? You see, God very clearly does, in fact, desire us to be a part of this instruction process or he wouldn't have urged us in his word to admonish the idol. So our first step, I think, this morning is to gain just a small portion of clarity on the word idol as we find it here in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 14. When we explore that word... It is better defined as someone being out of order or out of rank. All right? It really defines somebody that is out of order, unruly, all right, disorderly, or out of rank. Someone who is, again, deviating. From the prescribed order or rule, more specifically in the context of this scripture, it's someone who is out of God's appointed order, all right? Someone who refuses to observe God's guidelines that he has set in place, his kingdom structure, and basically it means that we're, we're really refusing to live by faith or in faith as he has designed and created us to do so. You see, what this word describes is someone who is present and accounted for, but who refuses to fall in line. Someone who is there, but they refuse to do what is necessary in the moment. They refuse to fulfill their orders or responsibilities. They want to be the I in team, but how many knows there's no I in team? Right? You see, what happens is they want to be in the mix, but yet at the same time they want to be insubordinate. Well, I want to be here, but I want to do what I want to do. Anybody ever met a, a, a Christian like that? They want to be known as and operate as a Christ follower, but under their own terms and conditions. Well, I'll do this Jesus thing, but I'm going to do this Jesus thing my way. How many of us it's not our way, it's his way? Because it's only his way that leads us to the Father. Amen? You see, there was one more piece to this word that really stuck out to me, and that's when I kind of had to reach out to Wade and and Steve and get a little bit better perspective on some things. Because this particular word, idol, also was used to describe a soldier or troops that were not in battle formation or who were not battle ready or the combination thereof. It described a soldier or troops who were not in battle formation and who were not battle ready ready. How many of us this morning, it is our responsibility to be a good soldier? How many of us that does not fall on your spouse? It doesn't fall on your pastor. Thank the Lord. I don't know if I could bear it if it did. You see, this morning, each of us have the responsibility of being a good soldier of Jesus Christ, to always be in battle formation and to be battle ready. It is also our responsibility, as Scripture just uh, instructed us, to help instruct others who, for whatever reason, are they themselves not in battle formation and are not battle ready. Now, that still doesn't, again, Please understand this morning, give us the right to tear them down and or verbally destroy them. All right? What that does mean is that we have the ability to speak the truth in love with gentle reproving, with gentle reproach, and instruct them gently as the Holy Spirit has gently instructed us. Amen? You see, in an attempt to hopefully help them realign themselves with God's appointed moment, with God's appointed order and guidelines, so that they can continue to live in faith as He has called them to do so. All that being said this morning, it is often easier for us to examine and critique others faster and easier than ourselves. How many know it is so much easier in this human nature and human flesh to say, "Man, look at that speck in your eye. Look at that thing in your life that you need help with when how many know sometimes we've got this glaring plank sticking out of ours but how many knows human nature passes the buck right but this morning before we move on to admonishing others which kind of sometimes makes us feel good and if it makes you feel good check yourself (laughs) before we move on to admonishing others I felt that the Holy Spirit said no first you have to admonish ourselves We have to look inside of us first. Are we this morning in battle formation? Are we battle ready should the Lord call upon us today? Are we the one who is in attendance yet not active? We're there, but we're kind of not there. You see, battle readiness is all about who is in the ranks and not a or injured, or otherwise unavailable. Again, how many we've we've just discovered that you can be present yet be absent, right? We know that that's true, but sometimes uh, it's not that we're absent as much as it is that we have been injured. Anybody ever been hurt through life? <laughs> you see, we're wounded from past battles, from past struggles, from past events. And maybe even sadly, we're, we're wounded from friendly fire. How many knows the church can be one of the worst places to get your, get your encouragement sometimes? Because I've been in those situations in those seasons where you're shot in the back and stabbed in the face. <laughs> sometimes what we're experiencing is injury from friendly fire. You see, while we haven't really completely abandoned our faith or gone AWOL as it would be, we have withdrawn ourselves to a place of solitary confinement, if you will, leaving us out of battle formation and unprepared for battle. How many of when you watch the Discovery Channel, and the one animal, no matter what animal it is, gets separated from the herd, that's the one who gets devoured first. How many knows the enemy works the same way? You see, at other times, it isn't that we've been injured. As much as we have made ourselves unavailable, maybe we've taken our eyes off the prize, if you will, and allowed other things to begin to dominate our thoughts, our time, our effort, our affections. When that happens, priorities begin to shift, leaving us distant and disjointed from our calling and our purpose in God. When those things begin to happen, what happens is we become distant and disjointed from the body that we are to be a part of. The problem is we are never designed to be an army of one. We all think we're some kind of Christian Chuck Norris. And we're not meant to be that Christian Chuck Norris We're meant to be together. We're meant to be a body this morning. We're meant to be a single functioning unit, if you will. You You see, we were always meant to be a collective kingdom force. Amen? Never an army of one. Fighting forces are dependent on each member doing their job because they all complement each other. Can I tell you that I cannot stand here on a Sunday morning and have the privilege and honor of preaching to you if I didn't have a team of people working behind me, supporting me and making so many other things happen. It would be impossible You see, we need each other this morning, amen? We complement each other. And again, we see this concept clearly represented within the word of God. And so this morning, I wanna take you a little further and I wanna go to Romans chapter 12. We're gonna read verses four and five from the Passion Translation this morning. It says, in the human body, there are many parts and organs, each with a unique function. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, buddy, you got a unique function, Lord, help us this morning. Verse 5 says, And so it is in the body of Christ. For though we are many, we've all been mingled into one body in Christ. How many know Christ is the head today? Amen. This means that we are all vitally joined to one another with each contributing to the others. How many knows this morning, I need who you are As a pastor, I need you this morning because God has made you unique in a particular way to complement at this moment the ministry of Life Christian Center. Can I tell you something else? You need me too. Isn't that so messed up? You see, within a fighting force as well as the body of Christ... Each member is assigned a critical task, position, function, responsibility, whatever we want to label it this morning. And when God assigns those things to us, he gives us those gifts and talents on purpose. Amen? There are gifts and talents that I don't have. If I have to try to fill one of those spots, is that office going to be its most effective? The answer is no, just in case you're wondering. You see, this morning, there are things that God has put in your life that you can do better than I can do. And there are things that God has put in my life that I do better. But it's when we come together jointly that those things come to their full effectiveness. And that is to be the the force, the power behind the body of Jesus Christ this morning. Amen? Everybody uh, doing their assigned task, if you will. You see, others may be able to perform the same task, but not with equal ability. And so when that happens, (laughs) combat capabilities begin to be diminished, if you will. When we can't stand and operate, when we can't be in battle formation and be battle ready, that means that there's going to be a lack within the body. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 16 says, For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. But how many know to stay constantly connected? We can't just be in attendance. We have to be active. It goes on and says, And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. This morning you may have only received one talent, but I guarantee you God has given you something so that this church can be more effective for the kingdom ministry and what God has purposed. And we want, to get, we want to get bent and sideways when we feel like we got one. And, and out Here, I'll give you an example. My little brother, he's an amazing young man. And my whole entire life, and this is going to sound like a pity party, and I promise it's not. My whole entire life, whatever sport it was, he was better. He's two years younger, but he was better. When it came to um, mechanics, he is better. When it comes to carpentry, he is better. He's just one of those guys that you want to have around because he's good for everything, and he makes you feel good for nothing, all right? And if he's watching this, I love you, Ben, all right? But anybody ever feel like, well, I only got one talent, and he got 37. Anybody ever feel that way? Well, Stop. God gave you one talent, use it, don't, don't bury it in the ground, all right? got to put that to work this morning. You see, every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. We need to all be Together, amen. Because if we aren't in battle formation, if we aren't battle ready, what we are designed to contribute will be missing, which will leave a void or a gap, causing a potential weakness within the unit that could give the enemy undue advantage against us. Now, I won't reference any of the Hollywood movies this morning, but I think we've probably all seen several where, back in the day, all right, whether it's A Spartan era or gladiator era or whatever you want to call it. Anybody ever seen a shield wall? Know what I'm talking about? Where literally the guys just form in and it's just this almost impenetrable shield. When everybody is in their place, the enemy cannot break that line. But the second that one individual decides I'm not going to put my full effort and full weight, my, I'm not going to stay in my battle formation, I'm not going to stay, about, oh, look, a squirrel. Boom. There's a hole, there's a gap, there's a weakness, and the enemy will exploit that. How many of us, it's the same thing when we're doing Christian life and spiritual warfare. You see, we need the entire body in battle formation and battle ready this morning. Amen. You see, our assignment, our gifts and talents are meant to contribute strength and growth to the entire body. If those contributions are missing, the body is weaker and less efficient. We don't like to think about that because then that puts a little bit of maybe conviction on our side of the fence. You see, this morning, things change dramatically dramatically when we are faithful to our battle formations and when we stay focused and battle ready. The army calls this idea or strategy a force multiplier. And if I have the understanding of this right, all right, it basically means that the sum of the whole is greater than the sum of the individuals. Did I get that right, Wade? The sum of the whole is greater then the sum of the individuals, thus giving multiplied strength and advantage when in battle. Leviticus chapter 26 and 8, I think, speaks to this very clearly this morning. It says, five of you shall chase a hundred. That's pretty good odds, right? Five shall chase a hundred. That seems pretty Effective this morning, right? We would be satisfied by simply saying, Wow, five can can chase a hundred. That's awesome. But let's read on. It says, and a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand, and your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Now, what's better? Five to a hundred or a hundred to ten thousand. You see, it's a matter of everybody in the unit standing. Can I tell you that things can get done with the with the pastoral staff, with that five? Things can get done. The spirit of God can move. Ministry can happen. But can I tell you, if the whole body starts getting involved, that hundred can do so much more than that five can do. Can I tell you this morning that we are that one hundred? Come on, we are that one hundred this morning Can kingdom things still be accomplished with parts of the body absent, injured, and or unavailable? Yes, but the more important concept is that the body of Christ can do multiplied, greater things this morning when each of us are available, accounted for, and ready for action. What would happen if all of us went all in? What if? What would happen if we stopped just attending church and occasionally showing up and allowing God to move, but every single day that we wake up, whether we're in these four walls or the four walls of some other structure, said, God, I'm battle ready. God, I want to be in battle formation today. I'm listening for your call. I'm listening for your voice. I'm listening for the instruction of the moment. What would this thing begin to look like if we were always in battle formation and always battle ready What each of us needs to understand this morning is that we are a critical part of the body of Christ. I'm going to say that just because I think it went over your heads. Each of us here this morning, regardless of our age, our gender, our social status... We are a critical part of the body of Christ today. This morning, you are a critical part of this local unit, if you will. You are a critical part of Life Christian Center. We are better and stronger this morning because of each of you who are sitting in a chair this morning. We can accomplish more for the kingdom of God because you're available, because you're ready for battle. But the question is, are you in battle formation? Or are you just in attendance this morning? Well, pastor, that seems like an unfair question, and you're getting a little close with that. Come on, church. Let's be real this morning. Are you in battle formation, or are you just in attendance this morning? Are you battle ready, or are you out of order, out of place, and out of rank, leaving the body weaker and more vulnerable because you refuse to step up and put yourself under the rule and order of a sovereign God this morning? Please don't misunderstand these questions today because they are not questions of condemnation or guilt. They are, they're, they're questions to help challenge us. They're questions to express concern. They're questions to help let us understand that there's a sense of urgency for where we are, amen? They're questions to help us uh, understand warning and counsel and exhortation and reproof. You see, they're questions to stir us to a position Of examination, so that maybe, just maybe, we'll stay in battle formation and be battle ready. If you would stand with me this morning, each of us have a choice, and that choice has to go beyond being a spectator or just being in attendance, it's being a participant. It's understanding that God has designed us to function with each other. And that together we are so much stronger than when we try to do this separately or in smaller groups. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4 says, For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him or the one who called him. Every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from the distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. How many know this morning if you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... You are a part of that army. And we are to be a good soldier. Not just a present soldier, but a participating soldier. One who's ready. One who's standing in battle formation. You see, distractions only lead us away from necessary actions. Distractions only lead us away from necessary actions. They draw us out of battle formation. They dull our spiritual senses so that we no longer are battle ready. We must be willing this morning to divorce ourselves from anything and everything that would disqualify us from being and or remaining good soldiers who are active in their responsibilities when the ranks are thinned beyond a critical point, the unit is deemed combat ineffective. Do you know that lack of participation can kill a church? Lack of accepting responsibility can cripple a ministry. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be labeled or deemed combat ineffective I don't want this church to be labeled combat ineffective I want us to stand understanding our call understanding our responsibility and in this moment make sure that we are in battle formation and that we are battle ready how many knows the days and months weeks ahead we don't know what those are we cannot know what tomorrow will bring But what we can do is we can place all of our hope in Jesus Christ and we can be ready for whatever he calls us to for however long that we may have left. Amen. You see, idleness, regardless of its reasoning, this morning you may feel like you're justified in why you have been idle. But can I tell you, regardless of its reasoning this morning, idleness cannot bring satisfaction to the Lord. There is no glory for him or for his kingdom when we remain idle, when we remain inactive. Satisfaction comes when we are found walking worthy of the calling that God has placed on our lives as we stand in battle formation in all readiness, in all willingness, with all obedience. Will we be that soldier this morning? Will we be that troop that church that unit this morning who says god no matter what i will remain in battle formation i may not always understand the the orders i may not always understand the the bigger picture of what really is going on but god I make a promise this morning. What I do promise is to be a good soldier and I'm going to stay in battle formation. I'm going to use the gifts and talents that you have given me to bring growth and health and edification to the body that you have placed me in. God, I promise this morning to stand battle ready. Will we be that soldier? Will we be that church this morning? Father, I thank you for your word. And God, I thank you that when we dive into it and explore it, that God, there is more there than we can ever begin to to just imagine. God, I thank you that these three little words can bring us to a place of challenge, but also, God, to a place of victory, understanding, Lord, the possibilities of what happens when, Lord, your body is fit jointly together, God, in each supplying what the other needs. God, I thank you this morning that while we could operate at 5 to 100, Lord, I believe your Holy Spirit is living in us and empowering us, God, to live at that 100 to 10,000 ratio this morning. So God, help us to live and understand, Lord, the need and necessity for that very thing, that, God, we would not leave a gap in the wall. God, that we would be everything that we need to be in this moment. God, that life and health would flourish through Life Christian Center. God, in any other avenue of ministry that you get us involved in. Lord, help us to be good soldiers who stay in battle formation and who stay ready for your beck and call. Father, I thank you for it this morning in Christ's name. Amen. This morning, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to invite you to come. Let us pray with you and agree that God is going to move in your heart and you're gonna begin that transformation process with him and life will never be the same from this moment forward. Maybe this morning you just need prayer of agreement and you didn't come up earlier because you just weren't sure but you know now that you need prayer of agreement. I want you to come and let us pray with you that God is gonna move on your behalf. But this morning above all this morning, if we don't do anything, let's examine ourselves and make sure that we're in battle formation and that we are battle ready. So this morning as they as they play, as they sing, I want you to just find a place to pray and take a moment and make sure that you're not just in attendance with the Lord, but that you are active within his army and that you're always in battle formation and battle ready, using the gifts and talents that he has given you to cause growth to cause edification, to cause strength and wholeness in the church. If that's you this morning, I want you to come.